Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, episode 33. I'm one of your hosts, John, with me here. I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Well, I'm relieved right now, but uh, very happy for Bryce Harper, for yeah. my podcast brother, you. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. I wasn't sure who you were referring to. Um, big, huge signing. Huge signing this week. We are going to get into it. Uh, before that, how you can reach us, um, gardenstateofmindcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. I will make sure that um, our handles are in the show notes. Uh, you can certainly find them on Instagram, though. Jeff, I want to talk a little bit this week about uh, the Oscars, get into some Phillies talk with Bryce Harper. Uh, we certainly want to follow up on our Philly fans discussion, other city fans, and last but not least, a little Bachelor recap from this week. It was the big hometowns week. But we'll get into the Bachelor towards the end. Okay. Um, we talked about the Oscars last week and how neither of us are really that excited you know, what were your thoughts on the Oscars from this year, just after having watched some of it? I'm assuming you watched some of it. What did you think? Uh, you know, the show was okay. I almost, they almost kind of lucked out in that you probably don't need a host. Uh, it was still three hours and 15 minutes. Um, you know, a, a lot of nonsense, of course, from the winners and, and uh, so, some undeserving movies as far as, even though I haven't seen a few of them, but... You know, it, did you see Green Book? Oh, kind of. I I was drunk and fell asleep, but I'm, I'll get to it. <laughs> Sounds like it was great. <laughs> I, I I think you know I don't need to see Green Book to know exactly what it is. Um, yeah, I've heard enough about it where I I, I kind of get what's going to happen there. Um, I certainly know what's going to happen in Bohemian Rhapsody. I know uh, I know Bald Brian from Corolla Show mentioned when they showed the the best actor clips. They showed, you know, instead of like a little acting scene, they show Rami Malek singing, uh, you know, I think Bohemian Rhapsody actually, but he's not singing it. He's lip syncing. I mean, this was the, this was the acting scene that they right, play. That was the clip. That's a clip they show for him to win this insane Oscar. I, I, you know, so dumb. Yeah, this guy, he's supposed to be good. He's on Mr. – or he was on Mr. Robot. I don't even know yeah. if Mr. Robot's still on USA. I never watched it. I heard good things about that show. So I'm assuming he's a good actor. Um, and I guess he did a really fine job in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just – I don't know. Is it really that challenging of a role, you know, to play the life of someone else? I don't – well, I mean, it's it's pure Oscar fodder. They, they always give him, you know – uh, what's his name? One for Ray Charles, and uh, I mean the list goes on yeah. and on uh, for for the, for this type of thing. But I mean the the, the takeaway from this year is going to be you know the moment of the Oscars is Cooper and Gaga singing, you know, really acting again because it's you know we we almost have to pretend his voice is really good. But that whole moment he sounded good. He sounded good for an actor. He sounded good. Oh no! Yeah, he no, he did. He was fine, but that's the moment of the Oscars. That's the moment, really, of the movie season. And for that movie to get nothing, 
for this, you know, just an obvious layup of a Bohemian Rhapsody of here we go, just, you know, a biopic. I don't know. Wait, so do you, is it because it was a story of somebody gay who, who died oh, of AIDS? I'm, I'm sure. Of course. Yeah, that has to yeah. be part of it. Yeah, you can't, you can't just be, <laughs> you, yeah, you have to be gay and have AIDS. Right. A there has help. to be some kind of a hook there. You can't be, it can't be about the straight guy who just has some problems. Now, don't tell me anything about A Star is Born because I still haven't seen it. Um, but, you know, I understand that he's he's struggling with something. He's got some issues. That's not compelling enough for the Academy, I guess. Uh, it, it has to be about the, the homosexual guy who, who died, you know, whatever, back in the 80s. You is know, when he died, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like right after Live Aid, I think, like 86. Or, yeah. Or... So um, back to the uh, Oscars, because uh, you, you said something about no need for a host. Do you really feel that way? Like, Don't you, looking back on the Oscars, don't you remember how much fun it was to watch the Oscars, you know, back in the day, like Billy Crystal days? I just enjoyed it every year. No, I did. I mean, but everyone is such a pain in the ass. Like, I, as a huge Letterman fan... And this is, I mean, obviously, before social media, I still, we all know Letterman got killed for the job he did. He was great. He was fine. Like, I mean, I need Ricky. It should be Ricky Gervais all the time. Just just tearing them all down instead yes. of, you know, to go out there and say Trump sucks doesn't make you brave. It just makes you another jerk off in there. Like, anyone could say that. And, you know, you're not a hero. You're not speaking out. <laughs> Because despite what everyone thinks, America is still a great country. There's freedom of speech. You can say what you want. If you were in Korea, yes. Can you? Yeah. You can say what you want Well, in this country? I mean, still? You, you could talk about the president, meaning and you're not going to get thrown in jail. Now, you could say some crazy bullshit. You could say Kevin Hart. You could joke about your kid being gay and then be you know, banned for life. But... You know, there's consequences for that, but I'm saying you're not going to get thrown in jail for saying that. Is my point? No, I understand. You know, so you know, coming out and just you know, an anti. I mean, first of all, you know, we all know Trump isn't a dope. I mean, this is not it's not breaking ground. Yeah, this is right. It's rehashed yeah. news. So Ricky, yeah, Ricky Gervais story. would come out and make fun of who should be made fun of, not Donald Trump, but everyone in that audience that's sitting there hoping to get an, an Oscar. That's who needs to be made fun of. <laughs> I, I love Ricky Gervais. I agree I with mean, you. He would be a fantastic host year in, year out. Jimmy Kimmel is too much in bed with everyone to be edgy enough for me. I don't think I could take – I like Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. but he's too much a part of Hollywood. I think Gervais has kind of yes. extracted himself a little bit from that from that whole crowd. Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, and again, I'm 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 leaning very conservative, but like the idea of you're gonna talk about you're gonna talk about not building walls and and uh, you know, minimum wages and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you, you drove up in a limo, everything is roped off, you got armed security, you're wearing, you know, diamonds all over the place that you're renting from jewelry stores. I mean, this is you know, it's an insane no one gets the irony of the bullshit that they're talking about when they're there. No, there might as well be a giant glass dome or bubble over the Hollywood Hills yeah. because they have no idea what's going on outside of it besides what they 
um, read on Twitter or just hear about, you know, through other people, they, they don't know what these experiences are. They've forgotten what it's like to live the life of a regular person. And yeah, it's great that they champion these causes, but I think they're just so uninformed, some of them. Uh, I, I can't, I can't stand it. Like old Hollywood, you didn't hear all that crap, you know, when they, it was, they were there for a good time and to make fun of each other. It's so different now. Right. Everyone's got a cause. Yeah. Jack Palance doing some pushups, Nicholson being cool, knowing he's going to fuck everybody that night. You know, this, this is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. There's no more fun. There are no more jokes at somebody else's expense. Um, it's just, it's over old Hollywood, definitely dead and you new Hollywood sucks. Yeah. You winning an Oscar doesn't mean that everyone should live their dreams or don't give up and it's oh, cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I, I can appreciate it depending on who's delivering it. I get it. I, I'm okay a, with that sometimes. It's a huge accomplishment, but you know, at some point, well, how to me, just because no, I was just gonna say, just because you won an Oscar, doesn't mean that I need to listen to your political view. Oh. I, you know, I don't care what your that accomplishment means means nothing if if I'm thinking about this other topic that you're trying to trying to um, you know, get on your soapbox about. Like the two don't compute. Like just accept the yeah, accept the award. Get the fuck off stage. I don't care about your views. <laughs> I, you know, I did think it was funny that Peter Farrelly won. And he, or, you know, I guess his movie won. And meanwhile, he, he had exposed himself on the set of Something About Mary. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, however many years ago that was. He exposed uh, himself. Yeah, he exposed they himself. They forgot about that. It's, you know, a different time, I guess you could say. The Bohemian Rhapsody director is molesting kids or something. I mean, you know, they, they, again, like we said they, last year, they should just name names. You know, talk about Harvey Weinstein instead of Donald Trump. I mean, why, where isn't this prick in jail yet? What's what's going on with him anyway? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, again, it's it's this um, the news it just passes us by. You know, I, I I actually have forgotten about Weinstein. Right. So shame on me. Yeah. You just move on. You forget about it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't understand um, Spike Lee's anger. It's just you lost. You didn't. You didn't win. You're gonna throw a tantrum because another movie beat yours out. Well. Right. And I mean, listen, I, I'll defend them right now. Do the Right Thing was awesome. I don't, I don't know what – like it didn't even get nominated. He didn't get nominated. I don't know what it was up against back then. So he got completely uh, jerked off back he then lost, for sure. Was I think he, he was nominated. Oh, was? But he lost – yeah, he lost to Driving Miss Daisy. So he made a joke this year that every time there's a movie about one person driving another, yeah, I saw he that. loses to that movie. That's funny. Um. Yeah, yeah, it was a good comment. I liked it, but but he no, wasn't nominated. He was nominated for director. It was just best picture for Dude Right. Yeah, thing? I think it was just. I think it was just best picture. Okay. Um. But anyway, I mean, you lost. Just get over it. There's no need to storm out of the Oscars. You have more <laughs> opportunities, man. He's not dead. Uh, he he can make more films. Bradley Cooper should be the most pissed off guy there. You think so? Yeah. Heaney can nominate it. Like Star is Born won nothing. I mean, and it, it made a ton of money. You know, and this whole this whole jerk off. I texted somebody when Farrelly won. I said he should have won for something about Mary uh, instead <laughs> instead of Green Book. 
And they're like, well, that's not what the Oscars are about. And that's the thing. Like, the Oscars are about the movie none of us are going to see. These and these short films that get nominated, I don't know who has access to these things. No one's – I don't think anyone's ever seen them. It's like a normal person. You know, why, why can't – you know, uh, <laughs> the movies that make you money – the some stuck-up film snob. Yeah. yeah. It's all just a big joke. I don't even know why we care about it. It's They got it made because we care about it. We talk about it. It's It's all so meaningless. Until the guy we like wins, uh, it's just it's it's an it's an amazing event now at this point. How it goes in circles. Yeah, I look. They've lost me. I mean, I I care much more about television than I do about um, Hollywood and films. I it, it used to be the opposite. Uh, I loved watching all the movies that were nominated. Yeah. I I just got into all of it. Today, I just don't care, and I think they've turned me off to it more than anything. Number one, it's like the quality. Uh, the films that are out today, I just don't really care about. Uh, here and there, I get I get into them, but I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me. Maybe it's partly them. Um, they they just lost me over the years. And I, I was wrong, by the way. Do the Right Thing was not nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated for two Oscars, 1990, Best Supporting Actor and Best Screenplay. Didn't win either of them, though. Well, who was the actor? Oh, great question. Oh, shoot. Who was in uh, Danny Aiello? Oh, no. He, he was... They can't nominate the white guy from Do the Right Thing. That's the only... <laughs> please, please, God, though. No. I don't know who was... Um... I, I really don't know. I don't know who was, who was nominated, so I don't know. Maybe that's like a show notes thing. I don't want to spend too much time. You're, uh, by the way, Danny Aiello was the, was the, was the Oscar nominee. So it was Danny Aiello. Uh, okay. So best best pictures were um, Driving Miss Daisy, Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poets Society, Field of Dreams, My Left Foot. All right, so that's a pretty. I mean, I never I've seen them all, but Driving Miss Daisy, which tells you everything you need to know about the Oscars, as far as I'm concerned, because they only care about the movie you're never going to watch again. Um, <laughs> you know, Morgan Freeman was in it though, right? I like Morgan yeah, Freeman. Morgan Freeman was in it. Um, best director: Oliver Stone, Woody Allen, that prick, Kenneth Branagh for Henry V. Again, never seen, never will. <laughs> I saw that actually. Oh, did you? Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah it was Shakespeare. Right. Jim Sheridan, My Left Foot, Peter Weir, Dead Poet Society. So there's a case to be made that he should have been there for director, of course. Um, there could have been more actors than Danny Aiello. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, but yeah, Danny uh, Danny Aiello is a good actor, right? Uh, oh, yeah, no, he deserves what, a nomination. But I mean, that's I mean, yeah, if you're Spike Lee, that's annoying. I get it. Uh, very annoying. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's. But to to me, looking back on Spike Lee films, I don't even think I could name more than five of them. I'm not going to try. I, you know, he he needs to make better films. I don't know what to say. Well, a uh, dude right thing is great. I think Malcolm X is great. 25th hour, 25th hour is great. And I probably, those are the ones that when they're on, I'll rewatch or I'll put them on. I'll watch them. But, um, everything else, I don't even know if I've seen anything else than what I just mentioned. I would say clockers is probably my favorite. Spike yeah. I never film. saw that one. Ah, Harvey Keitel. You, you gotta, you gotta check that one out. Okay. That's a good. That's a good film, um, but again, none of them blew me away. I agree. Malcolm X was was an excellent movie, and so was Do the Right Thing. None of his movies blow me away. I never walk away thinking, "Wow, I can't believe what I just watched." At least lately, like I mean, I, 
yeah, Malcolm X. I, I don't know what the nominations were, were there. I don't feel like looking it up, but there was. You noticed there was good direction happening. Twenty fifth hour, there was you know. There's definitely his touch was was there and it was good. Yeah, but twenty fifth hour had some had some flaws and it was slightly boring to me at, at times. Really, I was oh, like, I, why do I care? Why Tony, do I care about this story? Tony Saragusa is a certain certainly a flaw. He's he a, was terrible. I don't know why, but he was really popular for a couple of years there. Yeah, he was unfortunately popular um, in broadcasting. And yeah, I guess somebody decided he was an okay role for that movie. But my problem with with 25th Hour is what? why do I care about this story? It's yeah. about a guy who's... Yeah, was what was... Story. Why were you invested in it? He was just going to prison and trying to figure out who 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 backstabbed him. Yeah, and then, you know, you know and then... It, is he going to just suck it up and go to prison or just do what his dad suggested? I just like, yeah, I like the whole thing. I like his friends, you know, uh, his friends were perfect. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, dead Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was, and, yeah, uh, he was great. Uh, Barry the, Pepper. Played that guy perfectly. Pepper was great as the cocky Wall Street guy and post 9-11. Yeah, I thought uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was funny. And uh, what's her name from True Blood? Uh, I always forget uh, her Anna, name. Anna Paquin. Yeah, Anna Paquin. She she was good in it. I I like the people in it. Certainly, I love Ed Norton. I just I was like I don't know. I mean, I guess if that's one of his top five movies, this is exactly why we're not talking about this guy uh, winning Oscars. Well, Johnny, we'll just have to agree to disagree. I hate that phrase, but yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I knew I, I, I knew to. you would. I was hoping you would hate that stupid phrase. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I do. Who who doesn't hate that phrase? <laughs> uh, let's move on from the Oscars. You know, in, in closing, in summation about the Oscars, they need to get a host, they need to allow jokes, and they need to allow it to be somewhat funny so people enjoy watching the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, I was bored to tears. You know what would have been really good? Kevin Hart. Okay, everybody? Great. <laughs> he would have been great. Great job, assholes, that had to freak out because a dude made a joke. Congratulations. Yeah, comedians aren't allowed to be funny. Yeah, we we should we should know this by now. So Christ's sake, Oscars! I might not watch in twenty twenty. I I don't know. We'll see. They they're probably going to go hostless. Yeah, they got better ratings than last year. That's so strange. I thought that was more because of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper cool. singing. I honestly believe that. Probably, and again, you know, um, and and by the way, great acting on their parts because. Every woman in my kind of atmosphere is convinced that they should be getting together now. You know. Oh, that's what Maureen and yeah. I just had this conversation earlier. I said, no, he had exactly the same kind of chemistry with Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook yeah. as what I believe he had in A Star is Born. They're great actors. It's, he's 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 with this beautiful model for like four years he's got a kid with her i think he's probably in love with her <laughs> i said and he was acting melinda his wife is in the front row she's not embarrassed by this this is part of the performance and again why they should have been really in consideration for winning their oscars for best actor and actress yeah i know yeah i thought gaga had a had an outside chance but you knew she wasn't gonna do it i don't know who that who was that person that won that beat out Glenn Close? Yeah, some Eng the English woman for the favorite. I was shocked by that. Yeah, Glenn Close was, you know, if you took all chalk, 
you won everything um, except picture. Um, Roma was was a big favorite, but actually I actually live bet Green Book because when Roma won for uh, foreign fi- picture, I'm like, okay, maybe they're not going to give this to a Netflix movie. So I actually won a little money on Green Book. Yeah, it's funny that they um, that they hate Netflix a- a- as much as they do. It's so that's another reason to hate Hollywood and the and just the Oscars in general. It's just so unfair. It really is. Well, why why can't Netflix compete? Why not? Because they that's the whole point. They want our money to go to these theater. The only reason to go to movie theater is for an IMAX superhero thing. Like everything else, I'm good with my 65 inch TV at my house. I don't need to really be in a theater for anything. I got surround sound here, you know. So to be in the theater doesn't matter anymore. I mean, and then you chuck up the favorite two in our lifetime. At least the, the the two dozenth British esque film that's it's getting nominated for things that no one's seen, no one will see ever again. I mean, why do we do? It's like we punish ourselves every year with this. Johnny, was Bryce Harper at the Oscars? Bryce Harper was not at the Oscars. Um, however, he was probably preparing to for his flight to um, to spring training. You know, to play with the Phillies this weekend, or to at least. Uh, Greet all of his newest teammates. 13 years, $330 million, highest paid player in Major League Baseball history. You got to be excited about this season. Oh, my God. It's it's nice to have a – to be getting ready for a Phillies team that can hit again. Yeah, that line – the lineup itself is uh, is wonderful. And now every other move just got so much better that was made in the offseason. Uh, have you changed at all? I know. Uh, I know. Last week you had some thoughts, and they were closer to negative thoughts than positive. Have you? Has that changed for you at all? Yeah, I'm trying not to be a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. My, you know, I still hold true to I value pitching more, but I do agree with your take that we've we've suffered through so many seasons of the Phillies not having an offense. It's very frustrating to watch. I mean, it's it's part of the reason why we we didn't win with Holiday and Lee. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, actually, not part of the reason. It's it's one of the main reasons. So I agree. It's nice to have some offense again. Um, they're looking they're looking good with McCutcheon, um, and and now here with uh, with Harper. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know that I put them. You know, they, I don't know what what are the Vegas odds. I didn't. That's one thing I did not look up. What are the Phillies projected well, at to win the World Series? After the Real Muto trade, they were at plus twelve hundred, which was some of the best odds in the league, like like ahead of the Cubs even. And I think, yeah. and so they're plus nine hundred now. This is to win the World Series. Um, I didn't see division odds yet. They weren't out when I looked, but you know, and I think uh, overall wins. I think it. He bumped them up three uh, for the over/under. Okay, so when I looking if if I'm just looking at MLB futures odds to win the World Series, you got Yankees six to one, Red Sox and Astros seven to one, Dodgers eight to one, and then Cubs and Phillies ten to one. Okay, I, you know it, it all makes sense. Yeah, it seems reasonable. I mean, you know, um. A lot of pressure on Kapler now. Everyone, you know, every every dopey Phillies fan hates Kapler because, you know, he's a new age guy. 
Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that bad. He just had nothing to work with last year. And I, I think really the best part about this Harper signing is, you know, you have you have Herrera and Franco. You know, not that they should be seven and eight hole hitters on you know on an average team, but that's a good spot for them now. There's, I mean, zero pressure, and these are. Good players. I mean, I don't know if they were all-stars or ever would be, but, you know, they're well above average. I mean, this, I think, catapults those two guys. Yeah, this definitely, I mean, look, this puts the Phillies, uh, it puts them in a nice position now. I can't argue with that. Um, You know, like I said last week, I I, I guess I was, I don't care about the money so much, right? What, What do I care? I don't even really go to that many Phillies games. I watch almost everything on TV. So it's not being passed on to me, this price. Um, so I don't care about that. It's For me, it was the big signing. Is it going to interfere with their ability to maybe sign a, a pitcher? Like, um, I would love to see them get the closer um, Well, so that, that, that they need. You know, that's why I'm worried I, about. I think, well, if that, that was definitely one of your biggest issues. But, I mean, that's that is obviously not the case when you look at the way this contract is set up. The dude's making, you know, like twenty six million for the first ten years, and then twenty two million. Usually, it's like the exact opposite. They give them a ton at the back end. Um, you know, this gives them plenty of flexibility to spend. 26- it does. It does. It's is Kimbrel. Uh, he, he's still out there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I I, I would really be uh, happy with him. Keep it this in mind, Brian uh, Ryan Howard's extent. <laughs> Brian, here I go again. I call him Brian. Uh, you, I gotta start keeping track yeah. of all these names that you fuck up on a weekly basis. I'm a mess. Holy shit. Uh, Ryan Howard's contract extension at the time made him. He was making 25 million. So and, and listen, I love Ryan Howard. He deserved a contract. He just didn't deserve that one necessarily, or for the length of it. Yeah. Because it was such an albatross by the end, but you know Bryce Harper. Put it this way: Bryce Harper is making one million more than Ryan Howard did when Ryan Howard, you know, couldn't hit curveballs anymore. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I have uh, I, I I rewatched the press conference, and so this I want to bring up kind of your other point where, um, you know, you had mentioned twice where he just seemed you think he's a dick and. Yeah, I did have that perception of him. And it's, I wonder, but I wonder what it was really based on because I was thinking about it. Like, I've never really, I've never listened to Bryce Harper say anything before yesterday. I've never really, I've seen him in like a few commercials, um, but I really don't know shit. Like, I didn't know he was a Mormon. Did you know that? I definitely didn't. Now, for me, that's a strike against him. But um, (laughs) I. (laughs) <laughs> you have to admit that's not a positive. Let's put that in the negative column. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was more body language than anything else, or the fact that he played for a team that I fucking hate. Right. I, um, I th- that was probably more of it than anything. I think now, like I kind of now, you know, kind of knowing his story now that at 14 years old and 16 years old, he's already better than, you know, kids five years older than him. When you're, you know, in America, when you're that good and you're brought up this way, and you're getting agents as a 15-year-old. So I'm guessing that a lot of your he's a dick comment is based on just the idea of a cocky baseball player that thinks he's the greatest. But kind of that's all he's known, is that he's been the greatest ball player around, and then won an MVP, and you know has done everything but you know win a playoff series. So it's I, 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 
I think that the pressure or the perception we have with athletes, it's got to be hard. Everything about his life has been the exact opposite of normal. Yeah, why shouldn't you be cocky anyway? Yeah, and and you know, I mean, with with his accomplishments, and you need except for the postseason. Yeah, and you need some of that too, and it comes out in different forms. With you know, Roy Holiday, it comes out with I'm up every morning at four in the morning, working out for four hours before everyone else gets in, you know, to the clubhouse. You know, not that that makes him a dick, but you know, I'm saying, you know what I mean about that. Like, it's going to take different forms, and but, but my overall takeaway from this guy was like a really good guy like a nice guy like a, a good old mormon boy right i agree i think that you do just have to remember he he just signed the biggest contract i think i texted this to you yesterday yeah everyone's gonna seem like a really fucking nice guy after they sign a contract for 330 million dollars all right so we'll see let me ask you this so yeah. you're you're you know you're a, a, a phenom whatever as a teenager like you know that this money's coming at some point anyway and he's already got endorsements like he's he's already probably worth a hundred million anyway right i mean i'm not saying that you know you just turn up your nose at 300 million but it's did it is this changing his life this contract as opposed to his last one uh, I don't know how much. I don't know what his net worth was. I mean, now he's. This is putting him above a quarter billion. It, there's a different. Yeah. It, it's just I, different. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not going to be super happy when you sign that contract. That's a, Come on. That's a take. I get it. But I'm, I, what I mean is, I don't think it's all. You know, there's a way you can be really, uh, you know, kind of fake about it. But everything he said just seemed genuine, aside from the fact that he's happy to sign a contract. And yeah, probably didn't care where it was. Um, and maybe he no, of, co- of course he didn't. Uh, you know, pay me three hundred million to play anywhere except for Cleveland. I don't want to go there. <laughs> but <laughs> well, you know, three hundred million anywhere. All right. So I, so he definitely, although he didn't have a script, he definitely had his talking points. So I started to keep track of things he said. So he mentioned. Uh, Philly fans and Philly's nation nine times. Um, he mentioned finishing his career, winning with the Phillies, and you know, pl- digging roots here instead of should be planting roots. But um, he's, he's 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 digging he's digging roots. Yeah, he, he kept saying yeah, he said digging roots twice. Um, again, <laughs> listen, so he's doing some yard work. Well, the, the dude got his GED. Baseball players in general, I think, are the dumbest athletes out of the major four sports. Um, you know, none of them go I mean, to that's... college, basically. So these are not smart guys, right. and that's why I that's why I'm so impressed with with him because I don't think he'd be smart enough to pull off an acting job of, you know, really pretending to like the place. If you know what I mean, you know, or coming well, up, Philadelphia is a a fine place and he probably talked to a bunch of the the players that are already here and they said yeah man it's fine it's of good course, yeah. you know if you if you win they love you if, if when you lose games you should that you should have won they're going to boo you but whatever it's the same everywhere well yeah all the you know, all the hard ons leading up to this saying you know he wants to be close to vegas and la and you know he he won't want to play on the east coast anymore his wife doesn't like it i mean all this bullshit that comes out yeah. this, this this plays into it we can't uh, we can't just forget the fact that all this all this chatter was happening. Well, you know, so let's um, as we're talking about chatter, let's talk a little bit about some of the favorite chatter that we love 
in Philadelphia. Hold on one second. Which is, yeah. But I know I know what you're going to get into just before you do. The big one. Yeah, what do you got? The big one I wanted to mention was he mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. He mentioned Philly. Just said the word Philly, or mentioned a family. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty-two times. He mentioned Philly and family. Now, family in what context? His Where, family his, or the Philadelphia Phillies family? Mostly, it was his family, but it was okay. also the Phillies family, and then the fa- you know just being in the area, like, you know, this family's going to be important for this this good old Mormon guy. So, wow, he really sold you. He, he did. I well, he got I said, you. I never really heard word one from this guy before, and you know, he said everything right. What? What did he say wrong in this press conference? How about his number when he's, you know. Uh, listen, listen. You had this same fervor about Catholicism after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and you were all ready to start going back to church. I think that fizzled after about three weeks. Oh, guess now what? Now you're buying into what? I went to the supermarket yesterday, and I bought fish sticks. And I declared when I came <laughs> home to everybody, get ready for fish oh, sticks on Friday. Yes, I did. Oh, God, what a meaningless gesture so how, from somebody who just hates everyone on earth. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you're going to eat fish sticks. You're going to yeah, eat fish on Friday. That's right. So the man upstairs knows I'm, I'm I'm back at it. Oh, it's all a big nothing. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay. All right. Well, I stand corrected. You're still eating fish sticks. Yeah. So I guess Carson Wentz, he sunk in, him and Nick Foles. Yeah. And Zach Gertz. Do you guys now? Do you guys hold hands and pray before dinner? <laughs> you and uh, Melinda and and Chloe and Hayden. Yeah, that's cute. My kids are. Uh, it's so funny. I actually came home from the supermarket like evening, and Chloe wasn't working, and then Hayden was like there, and then we were gonna watch the Sixers, and then like Chloe was like, oh, she went to go to like this little store she likes for like dessert, and uh, she's she like asked Melinda to go, and then like me, and we're like, uh you'll you'll get to this eventually but as parents of teenagers it's like we're it's like we're it's like we're abuse victims and when our kids want to do stuff with us we're like yeah yeah okay yeah let's go and then like yeah don't make any sudden (laughs) don't make any sudden movements you know be cool in the car like yeah okay we're gonna go out and like you don't want to piss them off (laughs) yeah because they're just gonna get irritated by being around you you don't want that right so we were so thrilled, you know, at least Melinda and I were so thrilled to be with our kids, you know, on a Saturday night of all nights out. Um, but no, we don't say grace because we never have dinner together, basically. It's always like, you know, <laughs> uh, Chloe's working, Hayden's in his room, or I'm traveling. So now there's no – we don't say grace, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Well, that's all right. We we don't either. I was just uh, – I was joking, of course. I didn't think you said grace. I said grace all um, growing but- up. Yes, so did I, actually. So did I. Look where it got you. Yeah, well, I'm still a good boy, Johnny. And so are you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing we're doing just fine. Other than the masturbation. Um, did you... Well, of course. Changing bed sheets for priests. Yeah. That you know, that could've I could have could have went astray right there in that moment. <laughs> well, do you have uh, any other thoughts about this before we jump into um Somebody's fuckheads in Philly. Hold on, I got a million thoughts. Sorry, I got some nitpicks. Okay, you're gonna okay. you're gonna put on a Phillies white pinstripe home shirt, home jersey. Maybe you pick a solid blue 
polo put underneath it instead of a gray stripe with white stripes? Is that, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's the only that's one that nitpicky. That? Oh, okay. Um, did you see his? Did you notice his dad, the big dude with the black dyed beard, all jacked up? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, They're both jacked. Yeah. Uh, all right. So already he is recruiting Le'Veon Bell. He um, he said Worth, believe it or not, was like a big push for him coming here. Uh, Utley and Rollins and his press. All right, back to his press conference. He mentioned. He doesn't have to face Nola. He mentioned Reese, Arietta, Eflin, Pavetta, Franco, Segura. Franco, he's like, he's number seven. I don't want to ask him for that. I don't, I don't even want to bring it up. He deserves that number. He mentioned everybody on his team. You know, he's saying the right things teammate-wise. Like, I don't know if he's a bad teammate or if he was a prima donna. You thought he was a diva. I don't know if he is down there. I don't know. Um, he might not have been. You know, he mentioned Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, Embiid. He said it wrong, though. He said Embiid, which is funny. And bid. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, horrible. Fletcher. So he doesn't watch much basketball. No. Fletcher for Cox. And he said, he said Giroux. And I'm like, Giroux, who the fuck is that? He was meant Giroux. Giroux? Yeah. Oh, God. He even mentioned Sid. Wait a minute. Yeah. He said Embid? Yeah. He's he, fucking he, he kidding me. He kind of said it wrong. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. He said Wayne Simmons. He's like, yeah, he was here. He got traded. He was just talking about how the good Philly vibes are. Um, you know, and again, maybe why I fell in love. He's talking about Worth and, and Broad Street and Worth having his big red fist and, and all this stuff. Uh, but but I think there's – I love that there's a Philly athlete Twitter that they're all like involved with each other. Like that's more and more a thing. Yeah. Well, we have some beloved athletes here now. We really do. Yeah. And their exper- their experiences have been great. So I love when, all this- when Jeffrey's at the Sixers game and, you know, all these guys, are they'll, they'll show up and – you know, they'll ring the bell and and they're everywhere. You know, the, there was every uh, God, uh, uh, Boban and then and, and uh, Harris were at the outdoor game. Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, it's there. very like, everyone is like, uh, it, it's very cool. This is unheard of for year. You know, growing up, this never would have happened for us. Everybody was separate. You know, everyone hated each other's teams like there was no no community like this anymore. No, they may as well have been in different universes back then. You didn't hear about that. But again, this is also the era of social media. So they're all, you know, taking pictures and yeah, they're, they're tweeting from the games or they're posting on Instagram. You know, it's, it's, it's different. Um, And it's a way for them to get the, the fan base behind them. You know, Hey, look what I'm doing. I'm here. I'm supporting this other team. So then you're getting support from the fans of that team because they're like, Oh, wow. Look at Embiid's at a Flyers game. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Which it is. It is. It is. I love it. Reese Hopkins, um, Embiid went to the Super Bowl. Fucking Middleton was at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I know. And even, all right, last thing. So the old guy asking him about his big contract and comparing it to Pete Rose. And like, and I thought his answer was great for that too. When he's like, well, you know, the, the owners are making $11 billion. Some of this can be spread around, but, you know, I'm, I'm even making 26 a year, so there's room for other people to come. And he mentioned, like, beer prices. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it was just it, – it, everything was perfect to me. And then, you know, the owners – thank God we have this Middleton, like, out of nowhere because the owners yeah. – don't, they, they we don't know exactly what they're making, but they're at least making, you know – 
uh, I think it's 11 billion that they that they divide up at minimum, like among all the teams. That's just crazy. God. Yeah. That much money, man. Holy shit. Yeah, you don't have to worry about them. I, you know, I I was one of the people that years. I think it was so Harry Callis died in '09, and they had the Harry Callis patch on the on the uniforms, and then the following year, some one of the anonymous owners died, like Claire Betts, and they put a B patch over the same place where the Harry Callis patch was, memorial patch for an owner we've never heard of, never seen. I was like really aggravated by that, and there was like some guy named buck or somebody like you know ed snyder is one thing jeffrey Lurie, but random phillies owners that no one's ever heard of or seen middleton yeah put a patch on there when he when he drops dead but you know from that phillies ownership of nobody's uh, bill giles a half owner we kind of knew but uh, you know this guy's out in front and yeah he wants to win and he's spending his, yeah. his money like this owner, they decide they they were the ones who uh, decided to go with all yellow mustard catch uh, mustard packets at the stadium. You know what are they known for? But you know at least Middleton, like you said, it's going to go down in history as the you know bringing the biggest signing ever mm-hmm. to Philadelphia. But these other owners, what did they do? Oh, this one they got handicap stalls uh, put into the the bathrooms. You know at the stadium, the doors went all the way down to the to the bottoms. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so we probably need to, um, we probably need to get moving here and start talking about some of our favorite, uh, people in Philadelphia who do nothing but perpetuate the negativity that's directed at our city. Yeah. Like a Cataldi. So we were talking about all these nitwits who they, they, they just couldn't take anymore with this Bryce Harper drama right before the signing. It's going on for I don't even know how many how many weeks, but uh, you know when is it going to happen? When's this signing going to happen? And then when you hear about other teams being thrown into the mix, and now it just looked like Harper wasn't going to get here. So you got guys like Cataldi already saying, you know what, we're going to boo Harper next time he shows up here when he doesn't sign with us. He's going to be booed like he's never been booed before. You know, so many Philadelphia area radio personalities or sports personalities crucifying the guy before the decision was even made like why why do these people get to take over the the city and the emotions of the city and then throw this out there and now you got writers from other cities already quoting saying oh they're gonna be throwing batteries at bryce harper Mm -hmm. meanwhile we signed him so that's not gonna happen and why is that even a story talking about what could happen you know the myth of of the philly fan being the worst fan in history is mostly perpetuated by our local idiot radio hosts. Yes. They're, they're the ones that are killing us. Uh, you know, they're like you said, they're, they're doing the job to perpetuate it better than anybody else can because they're fueling the fire with the fans. They're f- which is stupid nonsense. They're fueling this fire to get a few more calls between 9am and 10am. Right. Tell me how mad you are at Bryce Harper. What do you think we should do if he doesn't sign Get here? You know, that right. sort of thing. And so then you're, you know, then a Jim Rome sees this and he thinks the whole place, we're all going insane. You know, we're all, <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, I, I, I can't believe it. And, and again, I'll say it again. Please, 
Stop. The Crossing Broad guys, their podcast, they have great podcasts. They do a, a general Philly sports. They do Phillies, Flyers, um, and that's it. But they, they have really good podcasts. They bring this up all the time. That's kind of how they started. Like they're like they couldn't believe how bad Philly radio was, so they just wanted to have a little antidote to it, kind of like we do too. And you know, it. Y- you think you're kind of like in a different world. When you see this stuff, when you see Catal, like, like it, I was looking at Howard Eskin got the first question in the press conference. And this guy, you know, I grew up with him. I listened to him like, you know, middle school, probably, I think high school too, like that his afternoon show. And I couldn't absolutely I couldn't help but notice he had an Eagles Super Bowl ring on his finger. Now, if, he he got a ring. Yes. So now, oh, my God, if you grew up with this guy. Because he didn't like Buddy Ryan. He hated the Eagles back then. And was like, would always talk up the Cowboys. You remember this? He would wear Cowboys gear. Now. I vaguely remember that. Trust me. It, ha- um, it, it, it happened. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to rehash, you know, people hating Cowboys and all this stuff. But it was like, I, I, he doesn't need to be banished from the city. But, you know, we. Why does anyone still listen to this guy even? Why is any, why is anyone following him on Twitter? He's a total buffoon. And him and Cataldi. Uh, he, oh, he's just so hilarious with his fur coat. It's just so funny. I know. He he always kind of put himself above Cataldi, and I agree with him because I listen to him and not Cataldi. But yeah, I mean, they're two peas in a pod with their nonsense. I think one of them is, is on the inside with the Eagles and the other one is not. The other one would love to be on the inside with the Eagles. So – Eskin, he might as well be on the payroll because yeah. he, he just, you know, I, and look, it's easy to, to put positive press out there about the Eagles these days. You know, they're even it, with even when you look at this season, you know, they made it to the playoffs. So it's easy to, to put out the positive press. You know, Cataldi would do a lot. Uh, he, he used to beat them up a lot over the years, the Eagles, and say, so oh, he was always on the outs. He would love to be Eskin getting all that, all the inside takes and and probably getting the the better tickets to the games and, you know, just uh, being able to talk to coaches and whatnot. Uh, you know, Eskin, he's he's kind of a fraud. And I think he's a sellout, if you ask me. Yeah. And, and, and everyone is just hanging on his every word or caring what he thinks about anything. Uh, just we're doing everyone's doing themselves a disservice by participating in this nonsense. Just everyone stop. Yeah. Everyone stop listening to to these morning shows and the cuz just cut it out just put some music on you're not missing a thing trust me that nothing is happening philly no. sports wise that you're missing out on no it's the whole morning zoo mentality of i need to let's let's do a top five list or let's talk about you know the 10 greatest this um that that's all that they can do and some some sensational statement you know uh what, what do you think we should do Give us some ideas for when Bryce Harper doesn't sign. What are we going to do the first time he comes to back to Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, you know, create some voodoo doll and we're going to rip it apart. I, I don't know. Like they did with the McNabb, you know, doll. We're going to we're going to rip it apart and burn it in the parking lot outside the radio station. And 75 nitwit fans are going to show up drunk and they're going to think that's funny. I mean, this is the quality of radio that you have. Probably in not only Philadelphia, but in cities across the country. It's awful. It's not entertaining. Yeah. And, and the, the intelligent ones among us get tagged with this. I didn't eat horse shit 
last year, Johnny. Uh, you know, I've certainly been drunk at sporting events. I've never beaten up anybody. <laughs> I probably I've well, I've yelled at people. I'm sure in other jerseys or say you suck. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't I? Yes, and, uh, that's fine. I haven't I haven't touched another human. Uh, I haven't done a thing, and I've been really drunk, well, Johnny. <laughs> you might not have eaten horse shit, but I'll tell you who did. A Cavs fan after the Cavaliers won in 2016, a Cleveland really? Cavaliers fan did eat horse shit. Huh. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Why would I? So How that person, I? that that person, exactly, because nobody shares it. Now there was an article about it. Um, you can look online. You can find it yourself. There was an article about it back in 2016. You never would have known it. It wasn't publicized. Meanwhile, when an Eagles fan did it, you know, last year after you know after the the Eagles Super Bowl, it was you know it was national news. Oh, Eagles fan eats a pile of horse yeah. shit. I, you know, I, mo- yeah, most of the stuff does get reported, but then forgotten. Or then if it is brought up nationally, it's saying, oh, someone's going to give Philadelphia a run for its money or something like that. Like my favorite thing to say with my friends is, and I think someone in town, maybe in Iraq or somebody has been doing this lately too. Um, the the idea of like uh, there was like at Baltimore Ravens were like there was huge fights in the stands between Ravens and Raiders, whatever. And you know, like the the joke is like, oh, it's so weird that these Eagles fans are you know wearing Ravens jerseys and fighting in the stands in Baltimore. You know, because we're the only ones that can do such horrible things. No one in the world, no one else in, in, in America drinks and goes to sporting events and gets in fights. Oh, it's only it's only in South Philly. No, it's it's definitely reported on. There are articles written about all these things that are because there are reporters in every one of these towns. So somebody's reporting on it. The problem is it doesn't get picked up by, you know, ESPN. Yeah. Not national, um, you know, it get, it'll get picked up by the, the local affiliates and stuff like that. Um, and then it doesn't get into, like you said, the Jim Rome's conversation or uh, Stephen A. Although Stephen A, he'll be the first one to pick up for Philly, I think. Um, but who's the guy that he used to go up against? Skip Bayless. Right. The, these guys, it's not getting to them. They're just going off of the 1970s, 1980s stories about Philadelphia for some reason, people decided that Philly was the worst. Right. I just saw a list that said Philly's the worst fan base in the country. Yeah. We had forgotten about the guy, even if we had even known about the Cleveland guy eating horse shit, because it comes, it it comes and then dissipates. Where everything that happens here stays forever. It's it's in concrete. And it's fr- well, and look, there's there's no such thing as uh, bad press. So. <laughs> It's probably great that people are still talking about Philadelphia because Philadelphia will always stay at the top of mind when you're you're just talking about sports in general, certainly in the NFL. So th- maybe it's not a horrible thing, but there are some other things we could point out about other fan bases, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, the Yankees, do they not top the list for, for the most sour fans in the country? The Yankees last season – playing the A's and there's a random dude in an A's jersey in in the outfield they dumped the beer on him I mean yeah. the A's uh you know the last time they won was oh they won in the 80s but you know they're they're almost a tortured team at this point 
with their Moneyball nonsense. I mean, they're they're not even close to winning anything. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees are going to dump beer on an A's fan? Who cares? I know. Like, you're really antagonizing. It's like, why don't you just go after a Cleveland Browns fan? <laughs> what, what's the difference? Now, obviously, cross. I'm crossing sports there. But, um... Well, yeah, and then Kimbrel almost got hit by, like, a beer can I saw in one clip yep, uh, by a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. That, and that was a can. And I saw a beer fly out of that thing. So that had that hit him in the head, it could have done some damage. I think the most frustrating part of the of the lazy Philly – it's lazy to just bring up Philly for all this stuff because no one can have a new thought in their head. The most frustrating part about this and, and Santa Claus, snowballs, is that New York – is a horrible, disgusting place full of horrible people to do the same shit or worse. And so does Boston. Boston? Boston is yelling out racist terms at their own players last season. I know. They're, and But that why is that not talked about? Boston, why is there not a 30 for 30 on ESPN just about that I, topic alone? Boston in 2019 is more racist than, than Birmingham in 1966. Ah, oh, now you're going out on a limb there, buddy. You're going out on a limb. It's fucking crazy. This I, this is a, this know. is the frustrating part. These places are fucking awful and horrible. And 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 you know what? Uh, I, I'm sure I've said this before. I don't know if it's been on the Garden State of Mind. Uh, you know, spoiler to everybody. Santa Claus does not exist. Okay, so they're throwing snowballs at a drunk guy in a suit. Is what happened in Philadelphia in 1970. All right. Yes. Okay. I mean, we're, it's. This doesn't. We're, we're, we're approaching the 50th anniversary of this thing. It's not the real. It's not the real fucking Santa Claus because number one, he doesn't exist, and number two, it's just a jerk off in and out in a costume. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that big of a deal, and again, it was almost half a century ago. We're really talking about something that happened 50 years ago. We're we're, we're talking about Santa Claus, and I'm bringing it up again. Two Dodgers fans beat a Giants fan with an inch of his life. The guy's fucking half paralyzed in a wheelchair. Brain he's a, he was half disfigured. Half disfigured. He's brain damaged. He's just permanently disabled permanently now. Disabled. What yeah. the fuck? Why? That was L.A. Dodgers. Well, they we talked about them in the past. How, how about the the father and son from Chicago that ran out and, and attacked the Royals' first yes, base coach? Yeah. They stabbed them. Right? They tried to stab him. Well, they had an, a knife. Uh, I think it was like a switchblade fell out of one of their pockets. I don't know whether it was the son or the father. Now, I, um, yeah, but I'll tell you what. Those two, they didn't get very far before the entire Royals team just landed on them and started beating the crap out of them. It was fantastic, that video. That, yeah, that's a prime example of how did those Philly fans, why did they care so much about the Royals and White Sox? Why are those two dudes? Yeah, from Ken- I don't know. Why are two dudes from Kensington in Comiskey Park? <laughs> right white trash that's what they look like i but you know what i mean it, 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 kind of this fan stuff aside it's frustrating i was i was shocked on twitter at the amount of people like just saying why would someone want to live in philly why does bryce harper want to go to philly and yeah i think you mentioned that the one guy that brought up batteries batteries that happened to uh, jd drew by you know again yeah. a, a couple of dipshits in in the 700 level it wasn't 600,000 people. I mean, if, if Angelo Cattati had more sway back then, actually, he probably brought it on with the J.D. Drew stuff. It wasn't 60,000 batteries. It was, what, two from two idiots. 
or whatever. Exactly. An entire stadium filled with people is going to be labeled because of those two guys yeah. who decided to throw batteries onto a field. And we're going to throw... Which is clearly... Oh, no, I was just saying, it's clearly atypical behavior. Yes. Right? Like, that's not what everyone's doing. Right. It's absurd. We're not going to throw batteries. At my my The kids aren't born. They're going to be 13 in, you know, in 13 years. They're not going to be throwing batteries. at. We don't teach our kids this. No. I don't want my kid hurting anyone. Nobody else does either. Now. But there are, yeah, there's a pocket of people in every city. Yes. And it's interesting, you know, it was interesting Harper, when he's like, you know, the ups and the downs and the this and the that, I'm ready for it. I'm like, well, <laughs> the, the downs will get a little tough, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you're anybody's ready for right. it. It won't be that uh, easy, but it's gonna happen. It won't. It it's won't, gonna happen whether you like. Yeah, it, or not. it won't be good. Good vibes like today for sure. So be be prepared for that. And I hope you do enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, you know, fine. and I he's got and I was, I remember uh, I remember I took a young Hayden to a Phillies game, and they were giving out. Ryan Howard, they gave out full size bats, and and at some point, and he was a little kid at that point. At some point, the Phillies were losing, or you know, they hadn't had any a lot of hits. And he's like, it, you know, if someone doesn't get a hit, I'm throwing this bat on the field. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> so maybe maybe our whole uh, <laughs> our whole, whole argument is for for not here. If, if his first instinct is to, <laughs> his first Philly fan instinct it, is to throw a bat on the field. <laughs> Oh, he was. Oh, uh, uh, look, man. Seven or eight. To err is human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all just regular people. We, we, but, you know, I, I have never had the instinct to throw a beer at someone's head at a game. Never. No. And uh, listen, yeah, we need to, people that are following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Please just keep us keep us updated on these fan behavior. Because um, this happens everywhere. Again, we don't we don't have the hold the monopoly on drunk fans doing dumb shit. Yeah, please share anything that you have. Take a picture of it, take video, and share it with us. Uh, I would love to. I I love examples like that. Because you know what, you don't hear that much about Philadelphia. Honestly, I mean things that are actually happening today. I don't know of any current stories or of what's going on in Philly with people being acting like animals. But I hear stories everywhere else. Yeah. I hear them about New York and all the Boston fans just after the um, after the Patriots Super Bowl, you know, rioting and beating the, the <laughs> shit out of each other in the streets. Talk. No, I shouldn't say rioting, but yeah. they were beating the shit yeah. out of each other. I mean, talk about, you know, act like you've been there before. I mean, you think they would, they would be up to speed on that. <laughs> but you know um, what? Yeah. Meanwhile, your owner's in a washy wash. And- uh, you know, he, he wasn't troubled. And, and you know what? I don't begrudge the haters, the New York haters or the Boston haters that are pissed that everything's working out for us. You know, they want their, you know, they want, you know, their little brother, so to speak, to just keep them down. And we're all rising. Every team is on the upswing. We got, you know, you got Embiid, Simmons as a core, the six, the Sixers, you got Hopkins now. I mean, a Harper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There I go again. Hopkins. Wes Hopkins? Hopkins, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got Wentz, even though people in Philadelphia forgot who he was. Uh, you know, we have such a great group. Where we, you know, championships are coming everywhere. They're on the way. They're on the way. We might be looking at another Eagles Super Bowl this coming season. I um, I have my hotel room booked in Miami. 
Wow, you sh- yeah, that's a that's a great destination. Much better than Minnesota. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a road trip. I'm going to drive down for that one. Yeah, it's, that's not a bad road trip at all. Um, all right. If we're if we're done with uh with fandom and and certainly I think we should just continue to attack these other cities every week, uh, which we're gonna do. But if you, if you're done with that, I'd like to just before we before we exit today, I think we need to recap uh, the Bachelor hometowns from oh. uh, last week. The Bachelor, yeah. What yeah, what we, place we, are you we, in we, in our we, fantasy league? Uh, next to last. I mean, I've been. I'm not going to move. I'm not. Ne- I'm never going to be in last because Amanda. You know, she only had two, two girls that she drafted. Um, so she's out. I'm out. But two whatever. Wi- I'm not in last place. Two women, Johnny. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said girls. Uh, some of them seem like girls. They're like 23. You know, I my one of my biggest fears is that Hannah G left last week and we forgot to mention that she made up a word this season uh she said at a certain point that she was befumbled and uh i really love that word i love her for making up that word and for befumbled with wait that was hannah b correct the one that, you talk about scary face hannah yeah 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 that's oh she's yeah, she's yeah. hannah g okay yeah, come on, get your Hannah straight. Sorry. Call yourself a fan. <laughs> That's my greatest fear that we're going to forget that she said that she was she feels befumbled. <laughs> befumbled. That's <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, well, that nobody said that these women were geniuses. That was a great moment. How'd you feel about how'd you feel about hometowns? Um, God, hold on, which. Did we talk about this already? Did we talk about the? the oh, that was Colton's dad no. with his son with with. Where I was thinking yeah, about around him. the campfire. Oh, yeah, you, you were thinking <laughs> about right. being with Hayden. Um, right. You know, I was. Uh, Kaylin's sister, poor thing, um, was wasn't camera ready. <laughs> uh, she had something was up with her eye, man. It was it was kind of a mess. Um, that that uh, that other Hannah, I was shocked. At her mom, like this is like the prettiest girl in the world, and then like the rest of her family was <laughs> was a little off. I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, Wait a minute, but she had no. I think she had attractive sisters and cousins there, didn't she? She may have had a few. Cassie had a hot sister. Oh, that that's who I'm thinking yeah. of. It was Cassie. Yeah. Um, she had the attractive relatives. Yeah, but Hannah's parents, like two wrongs made a right there. Yes, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I thought there was going to be a little bit, uh, you know, maybe better material at home there <laughs> to show her roots and where she came from. Um, Caleb's sister, like I texted, was like the Don Swayze of Patrick Swayze's. Like, it was like a weird version of the pretty sister. <laughs> she had that, that, something was up with her eye and her lid was hanging down. And then I, when I started looking at Caitlin, I'm like, huh. Her eye seems a little off too now. Now that I'm, now that I'm looking for it. Yeah, Kaylin's sister reminded me of like Ursula from uh, what's that? The Little Mermaid. Do you remember the the giant yeah. squid lady? Well, I thought <laughs> she was disgusting. I thought Hannah G's mom was more like Ursula, but that's <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we don't have to uh, quibble over that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, hometowns were. I thought. I mean. I wouldn't say all that interesting. 
I was thankful that at least one of the fathers had the sense to not give his blessing oh. to this guy who's known his daughter for six weeks. I know. Getting married? Or trying to get married? Why would you why would you feel why would any father in the world feel feel like they had to say yes at that moment on this show? I don't understand. There's no cha- there's no For the same re- for the same reason that you're afraid to be yourself in front of your kids when you're in the car because <laughs> they don't want to screw up their their lives. They, so they don't want to be the reason for their daughter not getting engaged to this guy just in case it is actually their the love of their life. <laughs> That's my guess. Oh, come on. I'll take the chance. Oh, I totally agree. I'm with you. I had zero respect for any of the fathers that said, yeah, I'm cool with this. Because all he had was, I think I'm falling in love with your daughter. That was it. And what? That was the only substance. I mean, it has become a thing on this show, like engagements. Like, like the last episode, they actually. I love, I love the idea that that, that the contestants think that they're on great dates. Like, oh my god, Colton came up with a great date, or he's. I love being with him on these dates. Like, dude, it's just a, it's a TV show with made up dates, and then. At the end of the season, they bring some jeweler, you know, I don't know who he is, but he gives, so he gives, he's going to give Colton a free engagement ring. He's going to help him pick it out. And then he's going to get a $10,000 ring on the arm and then give it to this. But why in the world they decided that this has become the end point of this show of an engagement and nobody's married. I mean, there's like maybe five people from this show that are married. Yeah, out of like twenty some seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of silly. I I don't um I don't know. That's that's I guess because that those are the highest stakes, so it makes it there's more on the line, and and also just the thought that people are going to get married after only knowing each other for six to eight weeks is more compelling than just oh okay well now they're going to be boyfriend girlfriend. Did you? There was, That's why there was a show last year on after the bachelor. I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was like, it was like instant marriage. Like you would, I guess they would try to like line you up with people you might like. And then at the end of like an hour show, you were going to decide if you want to engage this person, like almost <laughs> sight unseen. And like a couple of them did it. And it was just like, <laughs> well, look, um, Look at the pool of people that they're pulling from. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not talking about brain surgeons. We're dealing with a bunch of broads that actually thought Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were in love with each other because they sang a song. Uh, exactly. My wife included. So I guess what can we say? They have to pretend they want to be engaged at the end of this. We all know the history of the show. Barely anyone's engaged, still married or together. Just say, hey, it's a good way to meet somebody. It's a fun show. This have to be. This have to be the end of their. It is the fucking. End all be all. Yeah, just pick three good ones for your fantasy fantasy suite uh, experiences. That's all. That that's what he should be focusing on <laughs> for most of the season, so, right? Yeah. So make sure you pick the good ones. He's hopping the fence probably this week. Is it because he couldn't get it up, or why is he hopping the fence? I don't know. Maybe some what his workout equipment broke or something like that yeah. on set. I don't know. <laughs> what 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 does this guy get? What does this guy get bothered about besides? Potentially uh, approaching the greatest fear of his life. Yeah, what the, I, I don't know. He's got so many greatest fears. I mean, that's what's going to send them over. Maybe all his greatest fears happened at once. 
and they just all converge on him. Yeah. Are we is that are we going to see that this week? I think so. That he's going to jump the fence. And then there, I, it looked like there was another hour that they're doing with um, with the people that the, all the people that he got rid of on the show. Then they're coming back to do like an hour long. Colton sitting there with all these women that were discarded, John, and they they talk about him. Johnny Cakes, are you yeah. are you a virgin with the women tell all? Yeah, I've never seen that before. I I, I was pleasantly surprised when I oh, saw next week. This, I I almost fell off the sofa. This is the whole reason to watch this show every year. Oh, this is a, okay. This is a great two hours. Two hours. He looked. He looked slightly uncomfortable. Oh. He looked very uncomfortable with what was going on oh, there. Yeah, and like three of the girls broke up with him too. Oh yeah, this is the best. It's a shame because they're probably gonna make Demi out to be the big villain, although she wasn't as big as villains in the past. But yeah, the girl, all the girls will get into it on the stage. Oh my god, it's great. It's fucking great. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. So I am excited for that. I am. Um, I, You know, the fantasy suite stuff, it's going to be silly. I, I guess he's going to he's gonna nail one or two of them, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Unless, My guess is that Ca- unless, unless, Cassie's going to take it. Unless the first two didn't give it to him, but then the third one said, I don't want to do it either, and then he, right, I'm out of here and hop the fence. <laughs> Maybe what's- that could be. Yeah, that would drive someone over the Hold edge. Hold on. I, I got it. He hops the fence. Okay. He hops the fence. Waiting there, Robert Kraft in his limousine. <laughs> Colton, I got you, baby. And then they'll play. Uh, oh, what's that song from Field? Uh, Jessica, the Allman Brothers band. It'll be like a road trip of them going to massage parlors. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I know exactly what song Robert you're talking Kraft about. in yeah. the limousine is on the other side of that fence. I, yeah, he's waiting. I got you. Boy. That's right. They don't show who's who's inside the limo. Yeah, I got you, boy. I'll get you fixed up. Oh uh, well, don't don't follow in Bob Kraft's footsteps. Please let that happen next week. Nah, it's gonna next week. It's gonna be more video of Colton with those giant ropes that he's always like uh, up and down with the two ropes in his hands. Yeah. It's just gonna be more working out. It always starts off with him in the shower, right? That's the beginning of every that's, episode. Yeah, that's like they have to remind they have to remind me that this dude takes a shower to start every day. <laughs> that's standard. His shower scene. It's unbelievable. Does he beat off? It's, does he beat uh, off in the shower because you gotta figure this dude must be <laughs> like masturbating nonstop, right? He, ha- I mean, I would think so. That's what I would think. That's so, what but, I want to see. I want to see Colton like Kevin Spacey in American Beauty beating off in the shower. That's what I want. And then oh, sit sense. down, sit down and do it. At least give yourself a, a break. <laughs> Standing up and doing it, it's much more difficult. Nah, yeah, it's a good workout though. He's all about working out. The the water doesn't mix well though with that activity. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. But... <laughs> Got to worry about chafing yourself. So. That's just a tip. That's just a tip for Colton. Oh, he's got it locked down. He's using shampoo and lotions. He's he's if, all right. If 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 anybody's the expert, it's got to be him. He's uh he's uh like dad. Um, dad, can I top you off? Uh, sure, son. Um, dad, my 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 wee wee hurts after I take a shower. Why is that? Well, son. Well, s- <laughs> grab some pert. Lather up your hand. You need a better lubricant. <laughs> yeah, you need a better lubricant, son. 
Fucking virgin. Give me the fuck. Hey, well, no longer. No longer. No. He's, he's not anymore. All right. I don't think. So that's what I want. I want to see him beating off in the shower, and I want to see him hopping the fence to Robert Kraft, and then I want to hear Allman Brothers, and they go on a tour of massage parlors. Then I'm ha- I appreciate you giving me that sound bite where you said I want to see him beating off in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be clipping that one for future reference. Uh, no problem. <laughs> it's okay. Um. All right. I think we have uh, covered it all this week. We have. We we really have. We said it all. Is how it's now. Apo- apologies to those who have been following along with our Sopranos rewatch. Obviously, we got to get back to it next week. And I would also say anticipate a break in that when Game of Thrones rolls around, because once Game of Thrones is here, we're gonna have to be doing a, a majority of our conversation about about Game of Thrones at that point in time. Of course. I mean, everyone, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Everyone's watching The Sopranos, I'm sure, is watching Game of Thrones, so it's all good. I would think so. I don't know who's not watching Game of Thrones, um, but yeah. So so apologies to our Sopranos followers. Uh, we will get back on that horse next week. Hey, when, uh, we are going to come back and talk about episodes 7, 8, and 9. When the, when the largest contract in sports history is done by your team, I think uh, you can't ignore it. No, we had a we had to get into Phillies this week, um, and and certainly you know recapping the Oscars. And we just read we, we didn't have enough time to squeeze in a Sopranos no. uh, rewatch session, so that's okay. We'll be back with it next week, and uh, certainly we're going to talk about Colton on the couch with with the rest of the women that he discarded. I uh, can't wait to yeah, good stuff. Sink my teeth into that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Good stuff, Johnny Cakes. All right, all right, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks to our listeners. And uh, have, a, have a good rest of your weekend. And look forward to talking to you again next week. Go Phillies. It's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a god of the state of mind.